Good afternoon and welcome to Boardroom Media. Today we're joined by Mike Curtis, Director of MMJ Group Holdings. Thanks for joining us today, Mike, and welcome to Boardroom Media. Pleasure to be here, Bill. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Mike, firstly, can you give our listeners a brief overview of MMJ Group Holdings? Sure, happy to do that. And, and when I give you the overview of MMJ, I'd like to talk about Embark Ventures as well. So originally, MMJ was put out as a, as a high-class premier investment fund focused on the cannabis sector. The board had done a variety of high-quality investments and started working with a group called Embark Ventures, which I'm the managing partner for. That group is formed with a group uh, with a bunch of investment and cannabis-focused experts who provide the operating platform for MMJ. The two groups work together, and they create an ecosystem that's focused on both investment and operating so that we ensure the best quality investments go into the portfolio. And, uh, Mike, uh, looking at the market uh, a bit more generally, and specifically, obviously, with regard to cannabis, what does the legal market look like, and, and how will public officials balance health, safety, and revenue priorities, and who's going to be buying the products? Sure, no problem. Maybe we should step back for a second. I'm originally based in Canada, so we've gone through the process that we're seeing in Australia over the last four or five years. So it gives us really good visibility in what's happened in Canada, which is ahead of Australia. It gives us a sense of how things are probably going to go in Australia. The legal market in Canada is fully recreational, but it's a highly regulated market. It's much like uh, our liquor business is regulated as well. We expect in Australia it's going to be focused in the medicinal market, and that's going to be focused generally on the clinics. As we go over time, I think what we're going to see is that investors, as well as public health officials, are going to begin to understand that cannabis and CBD don't have dramatic health and safety issues for people. In the context of some of the things that I worry about, you could focus more on tobacco, sugar, and or alcohol that have much more serious side effects. I think the government appears to be taking it slow, but all the steps are going to continue to be forward. So the steps might be small, the steps might be larger, but it's going to continue to work towards that market. At least that's our feeling here generally. In terms of who's going to be buying, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar global market. You'd probably be surprised who's buying. What we really want to focus on, though, is the higher quality regulated market in terms of not the recreational, but really providing quality products to professionals who, instead of going out and drinking 10 drinks of alcohol in the night, would just like to relax with friends in a, you know, a more relaxing environment. And uh, reflecting on your experiences in Canada, what are the key purchase drivers in price and, and product variety of medical cannabis, and what factors are there in the purchasing decisions? Yeah, so cannabis, like any sector, has a wide range of quality. Some, you know, some of the folks provide products that are substandard. What's happened in Canada is that we set a common sort of lower hurdle that all products must achieve. So if you're a consumer and you're going out to purchase a product, you're not having to deal with the stigma of, of sourcing cannabis from the gray market, but you can be assured that you're going to a, just a general retail store and or clinic, and you're, you're getting products that have been processed in a high quality, almost pharmaceutical grade-like facility, and the consistency of those products is 
is consistent every single time. So obviously, there's a market here. Folks want to use the products. So we're just providing that consistency and health and safety insurances so, so you really do know what you're getting on a consistent basis. And as an investor, why should I invest in cannabis stocks? Investing in cannabis stocks is a great opportunity for a couple of reasons. The most important reason is we already know that there's a massive demand in the market. There's figures from 80 to $300 billion of global demand out there. Investors can rest assured if you're a company that provides a quality product that works within the regulatory framework, A, you're going to make significant profits, and B, you're going to continue to provide great products to your, to your customers. So if you pick the right companies that are best in class with good management teams and quality cannabis experience, you're going to do well. That's why we think here at MMJ and, and Embark Ventures with the ecosystem that we've created, we'll be able to A, find best in class investments, and B, quickly get rid of any of those subpar investments. Mike, looking more at MMJ, uh, what can we expect in this, um, what appears to be a booming sector, in the next six to 12 months? Sure. So our fundamental thesis is two, two things. Number one, we believe this is the end of Cannabis 1.0. So you saw over the past couple of weeks, folks like Bruce Linton leaving the market. What we think is going to replace that uh, visionary type individual in Cannabis 2.0 is really the operators that are going to come in. The folks who have run really large businesses providing and focused on profits, financial performance, and quality product. That's going to be a massive sector. And then we're going to start to see the consolidation. There's far too many companies out there. We're going to see a variety of probably M&A transactions, partnerships, et cetera, over the next 12 to 18 months as we end up with the, the eventual leaders of this sector. Mike, uh, thank you very much for your time today, and we look forward to the next update from MMJ Group in the upcoming months. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate the time.